0: It's
1: Dominic here with Street Talk Theology. I want to say hello to all our street talkers this morning. Hoping you're taking your sound theology and bringing it to the streets. I'm solo today. I like being solo. I got my cold brew. (laughs) some water on the side. I spend the next 25 minutes with you just talking about theology, uh, street talk theology. Give me a shout out anytime, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. So what's going on? Uh, Casa Grande, been a little humid the last few days. Everything's going good in the church by God's grace. Rachel's on the other side of the glass, so to speak. She's in in the outer office answering phone calls. I think she's talking to her dad right now for a second can't get her to come on the radio, but uh, that's okay. She's uh, she listens to the broadcast anyway. And 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 thank God that she does. I mean, she is my wife. You know, wanted to talk about a couple of things, just kind of muse a little bit with you guys today. Um, Like I said, I've been uh, trying to uh, I do a lot with uh, uh, the brothers from India, Pastor Michael Teddy and Ashok Mohan and they're going to be i'm going to be doing something with them tomorrow talking about uh some uh some movements today in the world like critical race theory and things like that and we'll be dealing with that tomorrow but i just want to come on today and just muse with you guys a little bit to see how you guys are doing i i kind of like <laughs> doing this by myself and um i always got something to say the congregation where i serve i'll always tell you that i always got Things on my mind, I had an elders meeting this morning, seemed to go well. Um, You know, just a couple of recommendations, a couple of things I want to talk about. Just, you know, just there's so much going on in the world, so many things to think about, you know, just, um you know, it's hard to navigate from, from one day to the next. I mean, you, you look at the news or you just hear things that are happening in the church and You know, some of the things that have, you know, even happened in a little bit in the Southern Baptist Convention and things of that nature, it just makes you think and it makes you reflect how important it is by God's grace to cut the scripture straight. I mean, we all, we are all, especially people in teachers' roles, we are all going to be accountable to a living God in Christ. So, you know, we want to be really, really careful how we read our word, how we exegete our scriptures and how we bring it to our congregation. It's a huge responsibility. We were talking about that today in our elders meeting as I was uh, talking with, with Harlan and Ben. You know, uh, it's a huge responsibility for teachers and we want to cut the scripture straight. We want to uh, be careful that we're doing good exegesis. Uh, those things are important. I think those those things are kind of missed in the church today. You know, some of our preaching you'll hear, and I'm not trying to, I, I have my own sin in my own life, but, but, you know, we have to study to show ourselves approved. We're not up there to bring devotionals. I'm not saying there's not a place for that, but we got to cut the scriptures. We got to, you know, uh, the scriptures are challenging. They're challenging. and and I want to leave it at that. and and we live in a world today that it's just, you know, I, I just this is the Bible says it's a narrow road, really. And again, i I don't have a teaching in mind this morning. I wanted to go over a couple of um, you know, maybe you guys are into you know, devotionals to read in the morning. I had a couple to recommend. I think, uh, you know, what I try to do in the morning, I, I I read, I mean, obviously in the morning, I try to spend some time with the Lord, but I do have a couple of devotionals. I read uh, one at night and one in the morning. Um, but, you know, and devotionals are good. I mean, it's a good way to start. I, 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 my recommendation is always to study God's word, study it rightly you know, in the things of God, but did I, did I mention that I got my, my cold brew with me this morning and this, uh, well, it's afternoon now. Got a little cold brew coffee. In fact, I think um, it was Eric or Al, one of the last shows I did, they named it cold brew, but, but so a couple of recommendations on, you know, devotionals or, or like Paul Tripp has got one called new morning mercies, very challenging devotional, uh, it's, it's uh, obviously New Morning Mercies. It's to read in the morning. Um, <clears throat> I highly recommend that one. Uh, Paul Tripp is a, a sound theologian. And an oldie but goodie, uh, Oswald Chambers, upmost for his highest. Oswald Chambers, very challenging man too. Uh, very hard to understand. You got to really read him nice and slow. Uh, I read Oswald Chambers here in the church when I first get in or when I leave the church, I I should say. And what else I got? Morning and Evening by Charles Spurgeon. I mean, that's an oldie but goodie. Uh, Charles Spurgeon, always a, a challenging uh, man. The Prince of Preachers, that's what they call him. A couple other books I, I just read. I just read Four Lines by, uh, by Vodi Bacham um, concerning what some of the movements that are happening today, like critical race theory, uh, Black Lives Matter, and, and things of that nature. Votie's got a good voice He understands um, those movements well, very fair assessment of them. I think it's a must read with some of the stuff that's going on in the culture. Another book I recommend is The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self by Carl Truman, and that's a challenging read, you know, talking about how, you know, you know, people, we are we are a proud people and and we like to put ourselves in places that we do not belong. Um, so we, that book is a really challenging book. Let me, let me get some notes here. So I want to get this right. One of the challenging, uh, chapters of that book, I, I was, I, I mentioned this in my sermon the other day was, uh, the second chapter of reimagining the culture. That's the uh, second chapter in the book. The, the whole book is a must read. I think I'm about close to hundred pages into it, but, you know, pastoring and writing sermons and getting ready to now teach the kids in Lagos. It's tough to, I, that's a book I'd like to be able to, uh, by God's grace, read in one sitting. But, you know, he looks at uh, American sociologists and how they view the world, how they view the cultures. And I think, it's a, I think it's a really good read for today. But, you know, I just wanted to bring you guys up to speed of what I'm doing. Again, things are well in the church, by God's grace. couple of, just to encourage you, on some devotionals and and some books to read. Uh, I don't know how much you study in depth in your, in your biblical studies, but um, I always want to look at uh, good commentaries that you can do with your study. I would stay away from one volume commentaries. Um, I would look for commentaries that where men have been focused on that one book of the Bible and maybe look at those instead of um, uh, men that have written commentaries on the whole Bible. I'm not taking anything away from that, but uh, I, there are men that uh, put their life's worth and say like studying the gospel of John. And, and my recommendation always is to read the text yourself, go over it, uh, think about it in context in, in, in the whole book or the whole pericope you may be reading. But consulting good commentaries is good. Um, making sure you're on the same page and things like that, trusted commentaries. Again, one-volume commentaries is not something I would recommend, and I'm not saying anything bad about them, but I think that you could uh, do better off in your uh, studies to look at men that have kind of put their lives' worth in certain books of the Bible. Now, there are there are uh, sets that are trusted sets that you can use, obviously, Ah, uh, the Baker Exegetical uh, set—that's an eight-volume series, probably more now. Uh, the Baker Exegetical Commentary on the New Testament—it's excellent. It's a good, it's a good commentary. And there's some other ones I was looking at. New American Commentary is 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 a is a solid commentary. Some of those are really excellent. Bach on uh, Judges in that commentary series—second to none. And, uh, George on Galatians is, is, is really good. So, you know, just things like that, you know, look and listen to any questions on commentaries that, you know, you, you want some, uh, maybe advice on Pastor the Grimaldi at Gmail. I'll be, help, I'll be, it'd be my, uh, honor and pleasure to be able to help you guys with that. If that's what you're into, I, I did want to look at just a couple of verses, uh, a couple of verses in philippians that uh i think we're all familiar with but i just don't know if we see the weightiness of this text and you know i i, I was we're doing i think it was yesterday bible study I, I we love our bible studies we were uh we're dealing in first john and we were um we just finished also a book uh, bible study on um reading the bible for all it's worth but i think sometimes. And me first. I want to be careful here. I think sometimes that we've lost the weightiness of the text, uh, the weightiness of God's word, and and you know, and the the, the old the, the Old Testament word is kabod, you know, heavy, and where God's word really is, you know, convicting and heavy. And sometimes we read things, and you know, we we we've read them so much that we. We don't give them the credence that 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 they deserve, you know, and I I I, and and I say me first, you know, because we read these scriptures and we've read them so many times. But but they're weighty. I mean, and I was reading I, I maybe the other morning I had I had woke up. W- w- I, I had awakened. I'm proper used to the pronoun. Right. I had awakened and I was. Reading these verses, and I said, "Man, you know, we don't, or I don't really. These are weighty verses. I want to just share them with you. We know these verses well. uh, In Philippians, second chapter, and it says, uh, starting in second chapter verse four, do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. Now, there's a reason Paul is saying that. Now that you read that and say, "Wow, that's." That's really good, you know. That that's that's sound theology, right? No, don't look for your person, look out for your personal interests, but also with others. But he gives you a reason. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who although he existed in the in the in the Morphe or the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasp, a thing to be grasped or utilized or asserted. Think about what's happening here. But he emptied himself. He laid aside his privileges. He laid aside his privileges, right? Taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross for this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name, which is above every name so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father, you know, it's amazing. I mean, you think about the God of the universe, God of very God, you know, in the heavens, and I don't mean that doesn't it doesn't depict rightly ruler, creator of this universe would come down for people like me and you, and almost, you know, um, almost God blinded himself in one eye by by taking on humanity and to come down and and the weightiness of that, and we don't deserve it we don't deserve it. And we get what we don't deserve. This God, the very God, um, the second person of the triune God, I'm coming down for, oh, wretched man that I am, who can deliver me from this body of death. And and because of this, and in fact, this is, uh, uh, scholars say this is almost, this is a hymn, you know, that that Paul was writing here. And, And how could it not? How could you not want to sing about this this great God in Christ that would come down for his people? Blind himself in one eye, so to speak, taking on the form of a bondservant, taking on humanity. Now, I said I, I didn't really have something to teach, but this is, you know, this is just Bible. This is just look at what the Lord has done for his people. Look at it you know relish it and, and and know this you don't deserve it i don't deserve it it's a blessing it's truly a blessing and and, and and we have to realize i have to realize that this is something again again that we get by god's grace by his mercy he owes us absolutely nothing we owe him we owe him absolutely everything, you know, coming down in the form of a bond servant. You know, I was talking to my, uh talking to the congregation yesterday about the Lord, you know, coming off his throne and, and dying for the sins of his people, you know, and, and I was saying, I was musing with them a little bit. And I said, you know, God as a human can get hungry. He can get tired. He can sleep. He was sleeping in the in the hull of the boat, right. When the storm was going on. And I always say that, you know, the Lord always liked to eat. He did a lot of his teachings at the table. Italians like that. You know, we, we love to eat. And, and obviously the Lord did a lot of his teachings at the dinner table or at the lunch table, whatever. But then I asked the congregation, I says, could Jesus ever get a cold? Could he get a fever? And the answer is absolutely not, because he was a sinless Savior. He was a sinless Savior. Yes, he can get hungry, he can get tired, but he knew no sin. He knew no sin. But he became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ. He was our sin bearer. He was our scapegoat. He was the lamb slain before the foundations of the world. And Al, I know I got to give you some straight into the points, but that's straight into the point. That's straight into the point that he was the lamb slain before the foundations of the world. He's a good God. So, you know, I looked at that text that was the other morning and I said, you know, I'm just going to go out and go up and to talk to my street talkers. And man, I love you guys, man. I, 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 you know, I, I really wish and pray I can interact more with you guys. I I would like more interaction with you. I will be, again, teaching at Lagos Christian Academy probably in the next few weeks. I'll be uh, teaching spiritual formation. So, you know, if some of the uh, parents that um, have eighth graders that are going to be in that class, please. Pastor Gromaldi at Gmail. Any questions, any concerns, please. Or Desert Sky Baptist Church here at Courtson, Come and see me. My door's always open. I mean that, unless I'm in a meeting or not here or things of that nature. But but I uh, true that. That's uh, I want to be able to interact. Um, you know, with the community, with the congregation, and things of that nature. Um, So God, a very God, I mean, coming down as a a form of a bond servant, Um, just just an amazing thing to to think about, you know, and and it's good to just, you know, you know what it is. We've lost this. It's good to just sit down at the dinner table with your wife or your brother or sister, however you you do, whatever or, you you know, and, and just to be able to, you know, just look at the things of God. God the again, it's the kabod, the weightiness of God, right? Um, I mean, think about the God of the universe just coming down in human flesh for his people. I mean, we don't deserve that. I don't deserve that. You know, this is the God we serve. And and you know, I I this is what I love about street talk theology, because and I do like, I mean, I do like coming on by myself, you know. Um but I love my guests, too, because then I I, I especially would Ashu uh, and Michael Teddy, because Pastor Michael Teddy, because I, I love their perspective. They're good, solid theologians and they, you know, they live in they pastor and and go to church in another country. So it's great to get their perspective. But but second to that, I love to come on and just, you know, talk to the people in my community. You know, it's not easy. Uh, being a teaching elder. I mean, I I got good elders, a congregation who loves me better than I deserve, a wife who's so good to me. And and, and these are all blessings from God. But I don't know if we take God serious enough. I don't know. I, I just, I wonder if we just, me first, you know, take God for granted. I mean, we look at the Weather, the skyline, the rain, and we've been getting a lot of rain lately, you know, monsoon season as I'm taping this. But but how good he is to us, the food that we eat, the air that we breathe, the relationships that, we, that we're that we allowed to make, the spirit of God that he's given us, the Holy Spirit of the living God that he's given us to, to live inside us, to, that we live and move and have our being in him. These are, these are extraordinary gifts, extraordinary gifts from the sovereign God of the universe who knew you before the foundations of the world. I mean, this, that stuff's way above our pay grade. But I'll tell you what, street talkers, he's a good God. He's a living God. And he's an active God. And you know, I got a few more minutes, but man, I don't know. Maybe you're driving somewhere in the car. This will tape, who knows when it will tape. But maybe you're driving somewhere in the car, you know, and you're pulling in, you just put on this station, and you're saying, oh, who's this guy with this funny accent, Rand and Raven? Listen, listen, think about it. Take a second. Think about the God of the universe, God of very God who came down, uh, actually blinded himself in one eye, so to speak. In his people's behalf, him who knew no sin became sin so that you become the righteousness of Christ. Think about that. And repent and believe the gospel. And, And, you know, that's, man. And again, Al, that's straight into the point it's straight into the point these are gifts that we do not deserve these are sovereign gifts these are gifts that that really that are just out of the bounty out of the goodness of a living god a sovereign god and a good god but also a god that will
0: send people to hell He will. But the day of salvation is still
1: open. Please hear me. Please. Please repent and believe the gospel. The time is short. The time is short. Tomorrow is not promised. God, a very God, again, Blinded himself in one eye, took the, 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 became down and they morphe the form of a bond servant in humanity. Again, who knew no sin. But became sin. Became the scapegoat. So you can become the righteousness of God in Christ. What an honor to speak to you guys here on Street Talk Theology. Until the next time, Pastor Dominic Romaldi. And yes, Al, this is straight and to the point. In Jesus' name.
0: Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.